0: I had a take yesterday, a listener called me out on it, I'm like, I gotta do some research. Turns out, they were right, we talk about it on today's Locked on Auburn. Well Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken
1: parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the
1: Locked on Podcast Network your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blacker. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a War Report Wednesday. Mike G of the War Report joining us. And Mike G, I'm sure this happens with your audience over at the War Report, But every now and then yes, you say something, you're feeling yourself, train of thought, and um, Lister kind of calls you out. Okay. List calls you out, and, you know, I, I, I think it would be a shame if we didn't listen to what our audience members had to say. So I read the comment. It was pretty lengthy. Okay. And uh, so we were talking yesterday, Mike G., and this is something that I, that I have a hard time with when people talk about the upside of this football team in 2022. Okay. Is I like the roster from top to bottom for the most part, but I, I have a hard time seeing, okay, How are they going to consistently move the football when the running game is not there? And that has nothing to do, I guess, has some to do with quarterback play and wide receiver play. But I think this offense is going to be so limited in between the numbers, and it was last year. And so we talked about the upside that Finley may have as far as expanding the passing game outside of the numbers. But do you have a wide receiver that can do that? We heard good things about Malcolm Johnson Jr. over the weekend. Okay. Shazer Jackson. I'm higher on Shedrick Jackson than most people are, but I don't like him outside of the numbers. I think the, I think the numbers prove that. Okay. And so I, I made the claim that I think Finley offers more upside throwing outside of the numbers and making the defense spread out, right? That's the goal of an offense, is to make the defense defend every blade of grass, right? That's, that is the goal for an offense. Um, I made the I made the claim that Finley has more upside than Bo. And a listener was like, Well, Finley kind of stunk throwing it outside the numbers last year. And I'm like, mm. Okay. And you and I've talked about, you know, how much does last year matter when you talk about TJ Finley? And so like I I'm just giving you numbers. Right. I think Finley's ready to take a huge step. I think there will be things crafted more to him, and I think other things will kind of come together. But When you looked at TJ Finley last year in passing plays over 20 yards downfield outside of the numbers, he was two of nine, no interceptions, but he was two of nine. So not good. Not good. Um, And these are all just raw numbers. I don't know how many of these were catchable or drops or anything like that. So let's just kind of leave that for what it is. Okay. Outside of the numbers to the left from any yardage, he was 11 of 25. So 44%. Not great. Right, under 50%, you don't really want that. Outside of the right, he was 18 of 30, 60%. And his sweet spot was outside of the right between zero yards and 10 yards downfield. So that quick stuff to the flat, to the right side of the field, he was 11 of 14. That was his best clip in regards to outside passes. Right. And I also want to add the caveat here that I don't think Auburn's offense last year was very good at stretching the field from left to right. And so, you know, that's not all in the quarterback play, but we'll get to other quarterbacks that operate in the offense. So his total outside throws, he was 29 of 55, so 52%, which is pretty close to on pace. His total completion percentage last year was a little over 54%. So, I mean, it's not far off from, from, you know, what happened in the middle of the field either. What do you think about that clip when you just look at specifically outside passes from TJ Finley from last year, which is a small sample size. I mean, he didn't play a ton. We're talking about 55 passes. That's not, that's nothing crazy. Right. Um, What information can we gather from that? That's relevant going into this season. Do you think?
1: Well, uh, my first comment was going to be about sample size. You know, I mean, if you're trying to make a judgment um, comparing him to another quarterback, on nine throws to one side of the field versus like a hundred. I don't know how you make, you know, glean anything really from that. Sure. Um, I I would say that uh, having a quarterback that stays in the pocket definitely gives you more upside to throwing outside because you keep the whole field open. Right. Rather than rolling out to one side and shortening um. So there's there's a ton of nuance to these numbers, I right? That. You know, yep. like I mean, if you're rolling out and you're dumping off easy passes to the right, and then your numbers to the outside look better, you know, I don't I don't know what to say to that. Um, you know, ultimately, I'm looking at upside and can he make every throw? I would argue that if if um. Bo like you know and if we're we're talking about you know in this conversation it sounds like Bo was the quarterback he was being compared to If we're talking about Bo I think in terms of ability both quarterbacks are about the same in terms of upside throwing because they both can throw the ball you want to give you Bo's numbers yeah sure well I got I I, I, I got Bo's in front of me right but uh you know it, it it looked like um you know Bo had a ton of throws between the numbers to the middle of the field the most most of his passes were um you know outside left uh you know uh so, you know, so if you add
0: them all up pff doesn't do a good job of like adding yeah. them up for you so to the left it was 36 out of 57 so that's 63 percent, which okay. is actually decent considering he's a right-handed quarterback that's actually pretty good right and then to the right it was actually lower which is funny to me uh 37 out of 66 uh which is 56 percent. so total uh, seventy-three of one twenty-three, uh, for fifty-nine percent.
1: Yeah, right at his career average. Yeah, that's about his career average throwing the ball. You know, in any clip was right around sixty percent.
0: Outside passing for Bo Nicks beyond twenty yards though was ten of twenty-seven total, uh, for thirty-seven percent. I would have guessed it would have been lower than that because I mean that was kind of the thing. It's like he can't connect on the deep pass. It's like okay, that's that's not as bad as I would have guessed. Yeah, just outside the numbers passing guys. We're not talking about everything just outside the numbers as far as stretching the field because that's going to be so crucial because this offensive line is going to need every bit of help from scheme to create running lanes for tank Bixby. So when you stretch the offense out from left to right, your safeties have to spread out a little bit. Your corners have to, you know, make sure they're playing the outside of the field. I mean, there's so many different things that happen to help open up the inside both with passing. Mm -hmm. both obviously with 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 Tank Bixby as well so that that's why this is so important
1: yeah I I I think ultimately it does come down to um ability because sample size you're never going to really be able to compare one truly to the to the other until there's been a requisite number of snaps now think about it this way Zach even if you're trying to uh compare quarterbacks across eras um you know it's hard to know which you know some of our like Jason Campbell if Jason mm-hmm. Campbell threw the ball as much as we did in, you know, today, right. his numbers may have been he probably would hold every Auburn passing record ever. And he had much better receivers right. you know, and, you know, great running backs and a, and a good offensive line.
0: We would um, have 4,000 yard receivers in our history, too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bo has the advantage of of, you know, we threw the ball a ton. I mean, we've thrown the ball more in his three years than, uh, uh, you know, his three years of throwing uh, was more than most other quarterbacks' career. Like, when you compare him to somebody like Stan White, who was the only other four-year starter Auburn has had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Campbell was not a four-year starter because he did not play every game of his freshman year. I'm talking about took every snap for four years. Um, Bo had more – Passing attempts in three years than Stan Whitehead in four, so you know I just think you know I, I think the conversation you know, so if you're going to try to make a comparison you have to use percentages but even then the sample size is so small. Changes because, it. Yeah, we have not seen enough of TJ Family to know what he is or isn't, and um, I, we've seen the upside. And and I I've said this a hundred times I will say this again. Finley's is, challenge is going to be the same as Bose. It's not going to be how good can it get. It's going to be how bad can you keep it from being, right? The player's floor, can he raise his floor? Yeah. So that the minimum expectation of production is still good enough for you to win a game.
0: Right. And, and I want to I wanna compare some numbers from other SEC quarterbacks mm-hmm. in, um, in just a moment. There's two I think that are worth looking at. That finished pretty high as far as the pecking order of SEC quarterbacks from last year. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Also, when you go to Built.com, you'll see a ton of flavors. Something for everyone. Seriously, it's crazy how many different flavors they have. and They're constantly rotating in and out new flavors to kind of keep things fresh and give you a a nice variety. Because they want to appeal to everybody, which is so great. Um, But also Built Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, which I think is pretty cool. It's crazy no one else has done that beforehand because it's such a great idea. It's delicious. Uh, And just like their bars, they're low in calories and high in protein. They keep you full and they're delicious. They taste like a candy bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mike G, before we jump into these SEC quarterback comparisons, what's going on at the War Report?
1: Uh, we got plenty going on over the War Report. Uh, we just uh, posted an interview with Athletic Director Alan Green. Alex. Uh, <laughs> we uh we picked his brain about a great many things uh he said uh he gave us a lot of information and uh you know most notably we, we went back and, and talked about the um ncaa investigation and how that turned out so he he just gave us a lot of good stuff you know uh my admiration for bruce pearl went up after this interview so i suggest everybody go over and take a listen
0: how is that even possible that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's amazing versus the man but yeah, check it all out. Uh, just search The War Report, uh, their YouTube page. Is the first thing comes up, become a patron. It's worth supporting these guys. All right, so the first guy I wanted to compare T.J. Finley to outside of Bo Nix okay. was Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker, okay. Um, he was fourth in the SEC in passing yards last year. So I'm just thinking, okay, for Auburn to take that big leap and get a quarterback that's in the top half of passing in the conference, what are their numbers as far as outside passing have to do, right? And so Hooker was fourth in the SEC behind Bryce Young, Will Rogers, and Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. His outside passing over 20 yards was 41%, 13 of 31, which is pretty pretty crazy, yeah, actually.
1: That's yeah, pretty yeah, good.
0: You, you take that. And I don't think there was a turnover in there either, which is crazy. Um, outside the numbers... To the left was 57% over 40 passes. To the right, it was 78% uh, for 78 passes, which is crazy, dude. 61 of 78? Mm-hmm. That is wild. And so, and then we're not even including, you know, the stuff that was behind the line of scrimmage there, which I don't think is relevant in this conversation. But it is a different type of offense, and I think Tennessee's offense is better at getting guys open that Auburn's offense was last year, especially moving forward. Hopefully that trend changes. Um, but I think that's a prime example of allowing folks um, to succeed in your scheme. And and Heupel did a great job of that as the season went on. You saw Tennessee get better. I don't know how much you really saw that happen with Auburn. So that that's something to look at, I think. Because from a talent standpoint, I think Hooker moves a little bit better. But as far as... Arm talent, I don't think there's a big gap between Hinton Hooker and TJ Finley. I just don't. I just right. don't. Uh, maybe I'm crazy. Let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. The other guy I want to mention uh, is is Stetson Bennett.
1: Ah, okay. Old Stetson.
0: National championship winning quarterback, Stetson Bennett. He was fifth in passing, so he was, he was behind Hinton Hooker. He had 2,862 yards. Hinton Hooker had over 2,900. Um, but to the left... He was 31 of 45, so 68% Hmm. to his left. To his right, he was 34 of 56, so 60% to his right. And you look at that, a guy who started all season, like those numbers are pretty low because they ran the ball a ton, which they were very good at. But just as far as being able to take that step forward, I don't think it's crazy to say that Finley can make this jump.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm with and, you on that. And, and, and I
0: don't think it's all about Finley. I think it's about Brian Harsin. I think it's about getting guys open. And I think it's about ensuring that he is protected. And we've talked about this before. Auburn's offensive line from a pass blocking standpoint was not bad. And I think with Bo Nix not being here or that style of quarterback not being here where the offensive line actually can trust that the quarterback's going to stay in the pocket I think it will help them, and so um, I don't. There's a lot that goes into this, Mike G. There's a lot that goes into an effective passing offense, but I I think I think that they can improve in these areas. I really do.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say – so you're talking about Stetson Bennett and, and Hendon Hooker. You're talking about two quarterbacks that had two of the lowest drop rates in the league as well, too, so that can't sure. be understated. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Stetson Bennett had 14 drops, um, which ranked pretty good in the SEC last year. Hendon Hooker only had 16 drops. Now, Bennett threw the ball a whole lot less, right, versus somebody like Hendon Hooker who literally um, – had almost a hundred more well no i take that back uh no actually they were they were pretty even they were pretty even in terms of pass attempts but you know um, my point being is is that the receivers are going to play a role in some of these numbers so that brings me to what i think is the most important thing for tj finley is chemistry with his wide receivers Understanding where to put a, a deep ball for your receiver. What did we say was one of the most frustrating things to um, to watch as an Auburn fan over the years was watching Anthony Schwartz get overthrown constantly. Mm-hmm. Fastest guy in college football. How can you practice with this guy every day and 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 consistently overthrow him on deep balls? Right. Uh, you know, T.J. Finley came in and did some of the same with some of these guys in, in terms of overthrows down the field. So, yes. can he get? more, more touch on his balls, um, down the field. And, uh, and can he put a little air on it and just give the receivers a chance to go make a play. Yeah. So that that's going to be his challenge. And I think that having had now a whole off season to work with these receivers, there's, I mean, he should, he should have that chemistry with them. Now, when we interviewed him, he talked about going out and, and throwing with the receivers and getting guys out of their room, even getting other quarterbacks out and say, hey, we're going to go throw, let's go. So right. that experience you know, you, uh, uh, is very, very important uh, for him to develop. I don't think he had a chance to properly do that last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't really his team at that point. And yeah. that, that matters. That definitely matters. So th- those are just some numbers that I thought were interesting in response to getting called out yesterday and – Take it for what it's worth. But I, I do think those numbers will go up. Assuming TJ is a starter. I mean, some of you watching or listening may be like, why are we talking about TJ? He's not going to start. I'm like, well, there's a, I think there's a real chance that he does. But um, it's impossible to know for sure. And that is a good point. When we come back, I want to talk about who Mike G is excited to watch on Saturday regarding A-Day at Jordan-Hare Stadium. But first, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the uh, ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible, virtually impossible, to go and and keep everything that any kind of customer may need because there's so many different options out there right now. And so when you, the customer, go into one of these traditional chain storefronts, odds are they're not going to have what you're looking for. RockAuto.com, however, will have that. And so, you can go to rockauto.com right now, and you'll see that their prices are significantly cheaper than the traditional chain storefronts. And it'll arrive right to your door. So, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And right Locked On Auburn And there How Did You Hear About Us box? So, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. All right, Mike G., a is just days away. Yeah. Masking every guest that comes on the show this week to kind of give me a name on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball as far as guys that they're excited to watch and see. So let's start with the offense. Who uh, who are you excited to watch this Saturday at a on offense?
1: Uh, this is not going to be a shock to anybody. Malcolm Johnson Jr. Yeah, listen. Now, now the conversation's that Hear me out. The conversation we just had about T.J. Finley. Yes. And, you know, chemistry with the wide receivers. Malcolm's going to play a big role in that. And we need somebody who can take the top off the defense. You're talking about somebody who runs a 10-second, 100-meter dash. I mean, he's a track star. He's a track star at wide receiver on the outside. Brian- he's faster
0: than the speed of light, Mike G.
1: I, I, I certainly hope so. Uh, Brian Harson made a comment about um, Zach about him – Making a move on a route to get a guy off him and get open and make a play on the ball. When he talked about people who have improved, and when I, Mike G saw this
0: tweet about the quote, he screenshotted and sent it to me. I'm sitting <laughs> in church, and I pull my phone out, and Mike G's texting me about Malcolm Johnson Jr. I'm like, bro, it's Sunday. But your love for Malcolm Johnson Jr. takes no days off, and I appreciate that.
1: Hey, listen, um, I felt like God wanted me to let you know <laughs> that he has a plan for Malcolm Johnson Jr. All right. And that plan is for him to be our deep threat this year. So I'm excited on the offensive side of the ball to just see what kind of chemistry he has with these quarterbacks and, and whether he's going to turn into the guy, the go-make-a-play-for-us guy that Auburn desperately needs on the outside. What do you like more, Malcolm Johnson Jr. or sliced bread? Um, I'm kind of doing a no-carb right thing, no, right now, so I'm going so to go Malcolm is, Johnson Jr. <laughs> so you
0: think Malcolm Johnson Jr. is the greatest thing since sliced bread? That's what exactly.
1: You're yep, that's what I'm going. I'll die Perfect. with that. I'll die on that hill.
0: <laughs> um, cool. All right. Who, uh, what about on defense? Who are you looking for on defense?
1: Okay, all right. So there are a lot of potential picks here. No, uh, because there are new names all over the place. Mm-hmm. I am actually going to go uh, with Dylan Brooks. OK, I want to see what this young man has. Now, he fell into our lap because what of, a gift. right, Happy Meal Gate over at Tennessee last year. Right. And he didn't get any time on the field last year, but he's now been in Auburn strength and conditioning program for a calendar year. And I'm really excited to see what this young man is going to do. So it's one thing to get these transfers that come in. But this, I mean, this is a homegrown guy. Right. Who is, you know, ESPN had him as like a top 20 uh, recruit in the country. Yeah. So he was lower on some other boards, but ESPN rated him really high. And I'm super excited to see what this kid can do because we lost Zacoby Kobe and having a dynamic in slash linebacker or wherever. I'm interested to see where they're going to put him. I uh, think
0: he's pretty much exclusively at edge right now.
1: Edge. Yeah. Edge rusher or whatever. See, hap- so
0: thin. I mean, Eku talked about it. And then coach Harson talked about like, I think they feel really good about the three guys. They have Derek Hall, Ecu Lyota and, and Dylan Brooks. But after that, it, there, there appears to be a pretty decent drop off.
1: Yeah. I just, I'm excited to see some, a, a young guy get out there, a young recruit. It's going to say a lot about, how we're developing talent. So it's yeah. one thing to go out and get these junior college transfers that come in here, and they kind of are what they are. And but you know, they're 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 going to be what they're going to be. Like Equiota was a solid transfer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure Auburn made him any better. I just think he was a solid pickup for us. But the development pipeline. Is going to, uh, you know, kids like Dylan are going to show us what what our development pipeline looks like for young guys that come in and and whether we have what it takes to get the most out of these kids.
0: Well, we've seen them transform their bodies. I mean, their their first year in the program and Hmm. Eku came in late, you know, and so I mean, now he, you know, he's gained 20 pounds. He's an absolute unit out there. But like some of the, some of these younger recruits like Caden Bridges gained 20 pounds. Um, So, you know, and Dylan Brooks, I mean, just physically, I mean, he does not look like a redshirt freshman. I mean, he looks like a grown man getting ready for a senior season. And I think that matters. I think it's very, very important. But the big question is like, okay, you can can develop them, you can develop their bodies and make them look like Marines, which is great. That's how I like my edge rushers, looking like jacked boys. But the whole like creating a football player. Right. That's... That's different, right? Well, I mean, it certainly seems like he's got the athletic prowess, but can you can you pull it all together and make a really good football player out of him?
1: That's the more important development piece. No is doubt. Technique, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can have all the speed in the world, but if you run yourself out of every play as an edge rusher and you don't know when to keep it in control, when to bounce it inside, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to be fast. Um, but speed is not all that you need. Strength is not all that you need. Um, you know, no teaching a guy how to harness those things in the right situations to make a play is what's going to be most important. So uh, I'll be watching that for Dylan Brooks, man. I I think that his development and how he does this year will say a lot about, you know, what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball in terms of development.
0: Yeah. What does that first step off the line look like? Mm -hmm. Dylan Brooke with his long arms, can he use those arms to create separation and then take another quick step to, you know, throw the, the offensive tackle off balance and, and kind of use its abilities there. That'll be, that'll be fun to see for sure. And, and I think those isolated one-on-one battles that you see Dylan Brooks versus Alec Jackson or Brendan Coffey or Killian Dyer, whoever's playing tackle against him at that moment. Um, I think those isolated one-on-one moments are the things where you can actually pull some meaning out of a day. But people aren't paying attention to that. People right. are paying attention to where the football is. But right. as far as these guys that are like competing for playing time, especially on the offensive tackle front, right? Um, and Dylan, Dylan knows he's going to be part of the rotation because he has to be. It's just a numbers thing. But does he play ten percent of the snaps or does he play twenty five percent of the snaps? Yeah, and that's something that he can—he's actually going to be competing for.
1: Yeah, it sucks because on defense, you, you, I mean for these rushers, they can't hit the quarterback, so it's hard to know how any play to turn out because they've got to pull up before no, but for uh, the most
0: part, I mean you're winning you're winning the battle before you get to the quarterback though. Fair, fair enough. You know what I mean?
1: Fair enough. Um yeah, it's just it's sometimes you, you don't know what you got until you put these ga- these guys in a game in live game situations. But you're right. We can take a look at technique and see if he's beating his man off the ball. Yeah. You know, I I'm I'm not sure no no knock to our o line but um how he does against our o line and how he's going to do against sec o lines can be two different things you know one of the things that makes some of the better teams good is is that the competition that they go up against in practice is equal to or greater than what they're going to see on Saturdays so yeah. when you have a good development piece iron sharpens iron in that respect totally. so you know when when you're when your um when your scout team guys are Still worthy of scholarships, it helps. Um, it helps th- these guys sharpen themselves in practice. Uh, you know, Courtney Taylor used to tell us going up against Carlos Rogers was, you know, the best DB in college football that year was, uh, uh something that helped him greatly because he felt like, from a uh, competition standpoint, if got I got on Saturday, yeah, if I can beat Carlos, right? If I can, I can beat, beat Carlos, yeah. who's going to stop me on Saturday? Right. So I hope that, I hope that that's, um, I, I'm not sure we're getting that on D-line versus O-line in this situation. Uh, but it doesn't mean these guys aren't going to be good, though. It just means... Well,
0: I think you may be getting it... I think the offensive line may be benefiting from it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. Does Auburn have a top five
0: SEC defensive line? Maybe. Maybe. Right. That wouldn't shock me at all. So... Mike G, one, one more time, how can people support you guys over at the War Report?
1: Hey, man, just go over to YouTube and watch. So hit subscribe and watch. Um, we are doing a lot of great things, so watch out for these interviews that we're bringing you this off season. We're working hard January to July to bring you guys more content.
0: That is Mike G with the War Report. Go check out those guys. We'll be back tomorrow
1: right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya.